Happy February, everyone. We're here on another episode of More Thoughts Unfiltered. I'm Leilani. And I'm Davion, a.k.a. D. Remember to love yourself and each other every day, not just this month. We are intrigued to have a special guest today. If you listened in on our last episode, Ro and I shared someone we each had individual growth with. She helped us step into our power, and she's guided us with a multitude of self-evaluations. Think of it as pruning your garden. Annie helps get rid of extra leaves that drain out the nutrients from getting to the important areas and no longer serve for growing our fruits. We are excited to introduce Annie with One and Prima. More Thoughts Unfiltered is a podcast with real conversations and real people. Brought to you by the Moors with your hosts, Davion and Leilani. Follow them on Instagram at More Thoughts Unfiltered. How are you doing today, Annie? Welcome to the podcast. I am good. Thanks for having me. We're Thank so you for being here with you us. Here. Yes. We've heard lots of great things. At least I've heard lots of great things about you. This is actually my first time meeting you in person. Of course, my wife has done lots of work. Not lots of work, but she's done a few sessions with you. And she speaks greatly and very highly of you. So I wanted to personally bring you on the podcast to get to know you, get to understand you a little bit better. So once again, thank you for being here. If you could tell us a few things about yourself, that'd be amazing. Oh, well, um, I'm a doctor of metaphysics. I specialize in human energy. So how do emotions run on the highways of our nervous system and our, our mind, the consciousness and the, the highways of the brain? And how do those emotions create the traffic jams in our system to manifest into physical disorders, diseases, and then how do traumas get stuck in the body. So that's my deepest fascination is how that of mind, body, spirit, that third attribute plays such a role in our well, our physical and mental well-being. Nice. See, I feel as if like our last guest we had on was Rosemary. So it kind of goes oh. hand in hand <laughs> that you're Rosemary. here with us. She speaks highly of you too. I know you had a um, background in the military, correct? I did. I deployed in 2016. First of all, I want to thank you for your service, you know, for serving our country. I know that's a big commitment that I know I couldn't take. So (laughs) I definitely want to thank you for that. So when you say that you like to um, kind of have that energy of human, the human body, for those who don't know, like what kind of energy would you say that you um, bring to the table? So I see people unlike spiritual, say, do Reiki or um, maybe a mental health provider like a therapist, I see people as advanced human computer systems. So I look at what's the software. Is there a glitch in the software? Is there some virus going on in the body? Is there um, deteriorating hardware, wiring? Is something going on from a human computer perspective that's getting in the way of that operating system operating in its fullest capacity? So when I'm when I'm working with people, I'm scanning them like, as my son says, I Wi-Fi into their system. <laughs> That's a good I like way. that. And saying. then scan in to see what's going on. Very much like a remote IT tech might come into your home computer okay. to help diagnose, um, run a diagnostic on what's going on while your computer's not running efficiently. So I can scan a body, and I when I scan, I'm scanning very much like a remote individual scanning a computer. It's where are the inefficiencies? What's going on? Is there trauma stuck in the body? And I see that as speed bumps or 
uh, potholes, maybe, okay. as I'm scanning. So I know that something not right is occurring at, on that highway of the body. That's awesome. See, I think I need to link up with you to figure <laughs> out how to reset my frequency to get me on that right path as well. Because like I said, as my wife, she spoke highly about you and you helped her out through a lot of things that she was going through. So it's pretty cool that you're able to be here with us today to kind of dive more into how you can, you know, heal the body from trauma, from negative energies to rewiring your system to get you on that right path. Did your hand in the military have any role to, to play in you becoming who you are now? <laughs> That's where my spiritual awakening is. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Nothing like having voices in your head while you're in like in a combat zone. <laughs> and you can't Gosh. tell the chaplain. You can't tell your mental health provider. You can't even articulate what's happening. So you can't even tell your friends like, hey, there's voices in my head, but don't worry. They're People would be kind of freaked out by that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. you're supposed to have my six and you hear voices in your head right now. <laughs> She's gone nuts. <laughs> so that was really, 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 really hard for me because I had to sit on that feeling of craziness for an entire deployment without saying anything of, hey, every time I go into the chow hall, I sometimes hear voices that say, don't sit with your friends, go sit over here. Or I'll hear a voice that says, don't let that person be alone. And then I have to awkwardly insert myself into someone else's path. Like, hey, you want to go for a walk? Or, hey, <laughs> hey, you want to go watch a movie? Or, like, I don't know what else to ask, but the voice is saying, don't leave you alone right now. Uh, and, and, you know, fast forward, I found out, I didn't know during the deployment, I trusted myself, but I didn't know during the deployment why until a year to two years after I came back. And then, of course, when you get that, that truth hit you, you're like, oh, oh, that's why. Oh, <laughs> Okay. All right. Yep. Got See, it. See, I think that is pretty, that that's a pretty, you know, cool thing that you're able to help others because you went through it yourself and now you're able to help those others kind of balance themselves and find themselves as well. How long have you been um, in this field for? In, I've been serving other people. Okay. 2019. So okay. Okay. It, uh, February of 2019, my very dear friend passed away unexpectedly. No one... It was, she went in for surgery, never came out. And hours, about an, a couple hours after I found out she had passed, she was in my head. That's not my voice. But it took me yeah. a couple of days to figure out what was happening because I just thought I was really close to her and I was thinking on behalf of her. I didn't realize it was her. And mm. she stayed with me for about six weeks after her death. She picked out her funeral flowers, like her husband went to pick up the flowers, and I heard her say, not the white ones, they're going to, they're like, they'll look like they wilt faster, get the yellow ones, like, all right, she wants the yellow ones, she wants the <laughs> lavender dress, and all these things were happening, and like, I stood in the back of the church the day of her funeral, and her body was down by the bishop in the front of the church, and I'm standing in the back of the church, and she's talking to me like, can't believe all like I can't believe this church is full and isn't this beautiful and this is so amazing Annie and I'm like yeah and you know I'm crying because I'm having a, a conversation with a woman whose body is in a casket at the front of the church yeah and so that was really tough to process and a couple I would say a couple days after she left me about the six weeks after I went into what I thought was cardiac arrest I didn't know what was happening I just knew my chest really hurt my blood pressure was incredibly high i'm normally like 120 over 80 and i was like 200 over 135 <laughs> like you know um and i i was panicking really panicking of what is this and i heard this voice say this is for you to experience but it's not for you to keep it's mm. to understand what you're going through 
And fast forward, it turned out to be fibromyalgia. And Mm. I thought, I don't want to keep this. Like, this is not my lifelong destiny. But it, it hurt me physically so badly that I had to investigate how that happened. And what I realized is when I went through that grieving process of her loss, I also went through the grieving process of my childhood, of misogyny in my military career, of unfairness. And it wasn't just grief in the loss of a loved one as a friend. It was grief in all of its layers and complexities that I was purging through my body. And my nervous system had been so overwhelmed with grief that I had nothing left to do but like overheat the system. Mm. That sort of internal explosion in the form of fibromyalgia led me to start studying diseases and disorders. Because I'm like, okay, if it's fibromyalgia, mm-hmm. if this is what I experienced, how many other people are experiencing similar things? Oh, migraines. Then I started diving into migraines. What's causing migraines? How many times it's suppressed trauma, childhood, and the brain that's carrying the con- you know, the consciousness of the mind either carry it in the physical body or we carry it in the consciousness in like the form of like dissociative identity disorder, or we have sections of our, like the subdepartments of our body overheating, sort of electrically short-circuiting. And it comes in the form of migraines, of fibromyalgia, of thyroiditis, and all these other diseases and disorders that, you know, mainstream Western medicine, medical doctors are like, well, we don't really understand it. Well, no, because it's not a a medical doctor's lane. It's not a therapist's lane. It's my lane. That's deep because I know yesterday, like I told you before we started recording, I was looking at your TikToks and you had said that a lot of people have thyroids because... They don't speak up when they were younger and they hold those things back. Can you dive more into that? Because I was very intrigued by that because when you said that, that's when her phone died. And I was like, wow, I was just getting into that. And I thought that was very interesting because, you know, I have family that have thyroid disease. I don't know if it's a disease or not. So let me clarify that. Even in an imbalance, it's, it's, it's almost always, and it not, not a hundred percent, but let's say 95%. Let's leave a little bit of room for some genetic stuff. 95% of the time, it's because they swallowed what they wanted to say. They couldn't speak what they wanted to say. It wasn't safe to say what they needed to say. Or they held on to these secrets for a very, very long time and couldn't speak them. So, you know, let's say that in childhood, there was uh, sexual violation. As a very, very young child, you might have been three, like someone might have been three years old. And I say this because the, the past two months, I've had an an insane number of individual clients coming to me and we're unfolding this particular topic. So it's, it's top of mind awareness for me is that if you were sexually violated at three years old, you didn't even have the communication capability of expressing what happened. You, you didn't have the maturity to understand it, but you didn't even have the words to describe it. Mm. So what do you do is you maintain it and you essentially swallow it. And then whether it's, you know, domestic violence or childhood physical abuse. There's a lot of words that go unspoken and we swallow them. And that's where we see a lot of obesity and weight gain because a lot of that is the action of trying to protect and create safety around the computer system. Wow. That's some some stuff to think about, like (laughs) for sure. From my experiences, it was always, well, like I said in, in the introduction, like you think about a tree, right? And you're planting and you're, you're, you're tending to it and there's leaves that are growing. You would always say, oh, I'm cutting the leaves that are at the bottom. The nutrients from that I'm putting in, the water, all of it, it needs to be in its core. These extra leaves, if I leave them there, 
they're just going to drain the plant. It's not leaves that, that needs to be there. So if you're taking those out, you still have that core that you need healthy and strong aware and so that's the best explanation that I was able to like come up with with my experience that I've had because I did your six six hours yes I know I still need more time with you for sure from an outside looking in and some you know deep dives into okay like what have your experiences been and where do you hold those things in your body and how to like move things around One big one for me was you had me kind of like scan my my own body and I've done it on my own since. I feel like I need to do it when it's not like me feeling overwhelmed or me. And I'd like to do it when I'm feeling like at a neutral place or at a happy place. But I've done it mostly when I'm like, I'm not feeling quite balanced. Like, let's see what's going on. And every time like I've done it, I've found something like somewhere where I'm just like what is that and then I start thinking about it and looking at it and like analyzing okay what is this and then it's like right there like you it answers itself like this is what it is and this is how we can fix it or let's move it or uh, for example I think I've only let my cousin know about it because it was in that time frame so we had a sudden loss last year and I was kind of not knowing how to process everything that was going on a lot was happening all at the same time and I'm like okay like I have the tools you know beginner tools <laughs> that I need in order to like go through this and so I had done a body scan and when I got to like my chest area there was just like water and I was like what is this like and it was right at my heart area and I was just like I, I don't like, I've never seen this here before. Like, what what is it? And so I was kind of like looking at it, kind of like touching it and it ripple. It, it's not like clear. It looks like salty. And then I was like, they're tears. And it was just like running like just a big like amount of like, I'm like getting kind of like choky just thinking about it. But it was like heartbreak, you know, like it's loss. Yeah. And so what I did, I'm like, okay, what am I going to do with it? Like, I can't just sit there. And then I like my mind build a bridge and I was like, okay, you know, that'll, that'll hold it for now. Cause I was trying to like make it go away and it just wouldn't go away. The bridge is fine. I was able to walk through and like continue down my body and then come back up. The bridge was still there. The water was still there. I'm like, okay, I'm not feeling as overwhelmed as I was. So then the next day I did it again. And it was like the bridge was like stronger. There was less water. And it's just interesting to like have an experience that you shared with me to be able to like scan something, see what's going on with my body and then being able to do it on my own and having that experience and being able to now share with you like this is a tool you gave me, you know, like or that you helped me know that I had that I didn't know that I had. And so it's just really interesting. And I I think it's amazing that you do that because I'm if I'm just one person and you've had I'm sure many many people that you've seen since and that's just what our world needs because I don't think that we're stopping to realize like hey we have all these things going on and we need to be able to take care of them especially right now yeah I would say so because you know um speaking of loss you know like yesterday I got a phone call that I lost one of my great uncles who I just seen two weeks ago and a week ago a week ago and my wife you know Leilani she had she was there for me you know telling me to like 
Just let out those emotions. Don't hold them back because when you hold them back, it's just making things worse for you. You're not expressing your emotions in a proper way. You're holding them back and it's just building up all this resentment inside and it trickles down throughout your life and you started taking it out on the wrong people. So I guess my question to you is like, when you have that loss, how do you confront that loss head on to where you're not holding it back and taking it out on those folks who are there for you? Expressing emotions is its own language. And while you were saying that, what I was thinking is how often we're told to just suck it up, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. swallow it. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And when, and they're not acknowledged, then we're just, are, we're, we're just missing our own emotions and we're learning that as a coping mechanism And we end up holding on to it, like inheriting a cargo container and having someone just plop it in front of your front door and you can't even get out your front door to have relationships with people because you've got all this baggage versus learning how to dissipate it in a very, I say, I'll say a controlled way because, you know, getting drunk and obnoxious is not a controlled way. (laughs) No, definitely (laughs) not. Um, But learning how to express words and allowing them to come out of your body. We look back in in more of the ancient ways or the Native American ways or the African tribal ways, there was dance to express it. Mm-hmm. You can use theater art, uh, uh, theater performance to express it. There's so many different ways that we can do it that is healthy with comedy mm. and having all of these outlets. But when we deny ourselves all of those outlets and we don't have any exit door, we're trapped or, or we become a prisoner in our own life our relationships suffer from that spillover that that bleeding of unresolved emotions and what it also does is it it handcuffs us from being able to experience the multi-dimensional fun playground that we can play the fourth and fifth dimensional stuff that's on the other side of clearing 80 percent of our trauma so can you go a little bit into the dimensionals because i feel like i've heard it don't quite like know all of it because from what I understand, there's yeah. five <laughs> dimensions. It's unlimited. Okay, that makes yeah. that makes total sense. Is it? What does it look like? I guess is my question. Being metaphysical, I want to look at the physics, the math. Okay. So you know, I hear people like, "Oh, I go to the eleventh dimension all the time." I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Eleventh <laughs> dimension would explode my brain <laughs> on the math, like physics side. So when we look at math. Zero dimensions is a dot. It doesn't matter how big the dot is. It's just a dot. First dimension is a straight line. You just have one variable. Okay. Right? Like when we're looking at an X and Y axis, one, one direction. Okay. One variable is one line. And then when we go into two dimensions, we have a square. We have two variables, length and width. Okay. And then three dimensions is like when we measure a cardboard box for, for a post office, length, width, height. Something you can like hold yeah, and pick up. Right? Okay. It's three-dimensional. Rubik's yeah. cube. We, we exist in a three-dimensional world. Okay. But when we go into the fourth dimension, that's length, width, height, time, four variables. Okay. So that's where we get to have these Mobius strips, these, the infinity of time, where it doesn't have a beginning and an end because it's not a straight line anymore. It's, it, it, it has that infinity effect where you just keep mm-hmm. going on a road, there is no end. When we get into fifth dimension, length, width, height, time, location, that's where we hear about people who astral travel, like, we're all physically here at this table, but I could very easily also go over to my quantum campus and grab some information and come right back. You wouldn't see me leave, but I just I just acquired knowledge 
in a fifth dimensional way. That's you really weren't aware of the time. Weird that you said that because when I was showering today, yeah, I was holding um a what is it the those bath bombs? Yeah, that's like, and I was holding it, and I had the water hitting my head, and all of a sudden I'm like out above, and I'm like looking at Earth. Yep, and I'm like what. Okay. And then all of a sudden, like, I have, like, this light, like, on me. And I, I've felt that before. So I was like, okay, so there's energy coming down. And it told me to hug the earth. Mm-hmm. So I hugged the earth. And I'm like, well, I'm feeling pretty positive right now. So hopefully this is me giving, you know, really good energy to the whole world right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. that's really interesting because I had never had that experience before. So that one was new today. Uh, congratulations yeah (laughs) (laughs) see she's been finding herself in so many different ways that she's kind of teaching me you know how to cope with certain things and how to understand things like today i threw like not a tantrum but like we were cooking in the kitchen and she told me before we even started cooking i only need your help making the meat after that you're good to go do what you want to do so me being who I am, I was like, all right, I'll make the meat. I started making the tortillas and the tortilla ripped. And I was like, this damn tortilla ripped on me. And she's like, hey, hey, calm down. It's just a tortilla. She was like, I told you I didn't need your help with that part. <laughs> and I walked away. She was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. She was just like, you need to come back here and breathe. And I've been practicing my breathing so much, just trying to like, just to feel myself and to know that, hey, it's only a temporary thing that you're going through at this moment. You know, this is not going to be, uh, it's not going to extend throughout if you don't, if you don't allow it to, if you just get over it, not get over it, but if you take the time to think about what you're doing at that moment and to say to yourself, like, is it worth you getting upset over? or not and she's been helping me you know I've been since I've been with her I'm more emotional like I used to think like as a man you know emotions doesn't exist you know like hey you can't show your emotions this that's what I was taught growing up you know like shove your emotions to the side and get over it and since I've been with her it's been me I cry to her sometime and I've never felt that comfortable crying to anyone, like especially someone who you call your, you know, your soulmate, your partner. It's like you need to carry that burden of being the man, but man cry, you know, so I applaud you for helping me, you know, be able to express myself in that way (laughs) and not feel as if I have to burden these things up and just keep them inside because honestly, Every time I cry, I feel better afterwards, you know, because I let out something, all that, not necessarily negative, but just that energy in general that was building up inside of me. So thank you for (laughs) allowing me to be vulnerable at that moment, because I think when you're vulnerable, that's a strength that you're showing people. And I never understood that until I started understanding myself a little bit more and then seeing others around me be vulnerable letting you in letting you know what's going on in their life because a lot of people just want to be like oh I'm, I'm perfectly fine and especially these past two and a half years with COVID you're not perfectly fine you know a lot of us lost people a lot of us are going through things we're separated from family so how has COVID affected you when it comes to, you know, your clientele, you know, people who comes to you to express themselves? Have COVID played a big role in the rewiring of the body? Oh, huge. First, let me say, 
perfection is a fantasy. It's an illusion. Mm-hmm. There is no one who's perfect. And if they think they're perfect, right there is the red flag. They're not perfect. <laughs> You're like, hold up, time Hold out. up, time out. <laughs> Let me go in the back door and see what's really going on in that house. Um, and, and, and I want to go back to also how you talked about being vulnerable. That's really the powerhouse in masculinity. Like when we look at, let's just look at a religious figure like Jesus. Jesus didn't act perfect at all. Yeah. He, he, he honored the expression of emotions. We see that throughout a, a lot of religious figures and a lot of spiritual figures uh, because you cannot be internal. You cannot go within. You cannot find, even if you're atheist in the belief systems, you cannot go inside of you without using some sort of feminine current from the spiritual right, mind, body, spirit. Body has gender or sex, right? Like you have one or the other or maybe some combination at birth. There's only two options, two primary options, and then perhaps a combination mm-hmm. or small minority. And then you have gender, which we get to pick our pronouns. Mm-hmm. That's mind choosing. And then spirit has its own current of masculine and feminine. You cannot go within yourself if you're not honoring some part of the feminine, regardless of your sex or gender. Mm-hmm. So if you think you're only masculine, that's toxic masculinity. If you think you're only feminine, that's toxic femininity. It's not balanced. It's not healthy. We, we are all, every, every one of us that participate in the species of humanity <laughs> is somewhere in the middle, is somewhere on that spectrum. And you know, when COVID came, what did we see? We saw isolation. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So social distancing, which I thought was a horrible term. It should have been maybe a physical distancing, but social distancing for a lot of us, we, we need those natural hormones, the oxytocins, the endorphins. In, those, those are how we reduce our cortisol, our stress hormones, without that physical touch or the connection with other humans, we're now depleting our system of the natural antidepressants. And mm-hmm. then we see the spike, these hormonal spikes of people like panicking and freaking out. And we're, we're watching like bad behavior in this, the uh, sort of a cultural term of the Karens. <laughs> and how different is that from when we look at other historical things in the United States, like the Salem, the, the period of the Salem mm. witch trials, when we were accusing women of being witches, but they had been isolated. They were eating poison, like fermented rye. So they've got poisonous food, a separation from tribal or community connection. Wow. And we saw this playing out during the pandemic. So I, to answer your question, my business boomed. It tripled <laughs> and quadrupled because... <laughs> It forced us to go online and going online, I now have clients in the Americas, North, Central, and South, Europe, and Australia, but I wouldn't have had that. Had the pandemic not happened, I would have continued only having in-person clients. Yeah. And now I'm 99% online. Wow. That's amazing. That's awesome. Business is booming. (laughs) I have zero complaints on my end. I have definitely been very much blessed through COVID, but- I also had a background in psychology to be watching and observing how we were unfolding. So at the very beginning, you know, going back to Rosemary, we had already planned to do the um, Empowering Empaths oh. program. Before, like we, we heard it brewing and we were starting to plan it. So as soon as the governor here in Nevada shut down, we rolled right in with Empowering Empaths. And I had already gone through like my master's level in psychology and I had already had a plan in place because 
these were things that interested me. Any, I had an interest in anyway that the topic. So we were rolled out, and we did you know, nine a.m., nine p.m. Pacific time every day for almost fifty days. What, what, what? The thoughts that came through my mind before all of that was, training didn't prepare me for the deployment, but the deployment prepared me for COVID. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got this mission. Like this is my mission. Yeah, <laughs> I got this. <laughs> and and I had all of the tools. I had all the training. Everything was ready to go. All I needed to do was execute. And that's what Rosemary and I did was we provided that. And now, you know, Empowering Empaths has now rolled into this TikTok community of mine <laughs> that is um, just incredibly amazing that instead of showing up on Zoom at 9 a.m., 9 p.m., I just show up and I might have 200 people in my TikTok live wanting to do group healing. Like, yeah, like, oh, we'll hear, we, we'll hear what you got to say. See, that's amazing that you're able to translate what you've learned from your past lives and your past experiences to be at this point where you're very much needed right now because you know she comes home and tells me these stories about the students and i think they're the most impacted by you know this past two years quarantine i saw a video today that the teacher came in a room and was like we can remove our mask and the kids went crazy because now i feel as if they're able to see expressions on each other's face their teacher face because kids pick up on things and it's hard to pick up on something when you can't see a smile behind a mask so how are kids affected by you know this crisis that we've been going through the past two and a half years are a lot of parents who bring their kids to you to help express themselves to help their brain to just be children again? I, I don't work with children as clients, but I have a, a son. Okay. What I witnessed was was missing so many social cues because he was used to watching the social cues, not hearing them. Mm-hmm. And look at the the hearing impaired community that oh. has been, how difficult. I even think about that. You how know? difficult because you can't, you, see. you can't see lips. Yeah. That's true. And so it, we've really paralyzed a lot of sub communities that relied on a lot of our cultures are very much about family oriented, Italian, Mm -hmm. Hispanic, Arabic, how it's very much about family. And if your family's afraid of you and you're not (laughs) having dinner with the family that used to be 15 people at a table, um, how it can be very devastating to kids because that was their, their connection to family and their, the, the boundaries that helped develop unspoken rules, the sumptuary laws of social culture. And we missed all that. I think kids 20 years from now, that's when we're really going to see the impact of this pandemic. Mm. It's not in the next couple months Mm. because their prefrontal cortex isn't even developed yet. So we've got five, six, seven-year-olds that were isolated. They were removed. They couldn't go play. They didn't understand. The rules changed. That's going to be therapy sessions 20 years from now. Because it's going to take that the body that long to execute the order of the rules that were imposed, the invisible ways and the unspoken ways for those rules to be executed as trauma in the body. Because this is trauma. Yeah. To like suddenly your school's closed, you can't be with your friends, you can't go play, people are afraid of dying, all this TV media, all this sensationalism coming in, that gets translated very differently per person. We could have a room of 100 people right now and have a traumatic event occur. And we would have a hundred responses to that event. Right. Now we have children who don't have a developed prefrontal cortex trying to process all of this. For anyone interested in mental health or pursuing a mental health, a career in mental health, this is the time <laughs> because we're going to see m- spikes and they're going to be incremental and exponential as we go. These spikes in the need for mental health support to reinstill those 
the, the coping mechanisms, coping skills that got lost during this pandemic. Taking it back to the question just with your son specifically, does he ever feel like you know something that he might be going through that he's not aware of? Or like, I don't know how, I'm not sure, and it's okay if you don't want to share it, but his age where he understands exactly what you do other than like he Wi-Fi's into, that you <laughs> Wi-Fi into to others. But he's going through, you know, his own thing and trying to understand, but not know how to share it with you because you might see it differently or want to help in that perspective. He's very talented. So social cues totally misses them. (laughs) (laughs) Totally misses them. As like a normal kid, he's missing the social cues, but you can give him a a doc, like a, he's doing iching right now, iching cards. Okay. Uh, So like each card has a different combination of the elements of earth and heavens and how that okay. helps people move through. So it's it's not like dark tarot or oracles yeah. for him. Like he's 12, so I don't want to. <laughs> but And I didn't even give them to him. He went and sort of found them in a back room box. And I came home from from being gone for half an hour. And he comes out of the bathroom. He's like, I read the book. I'm like, you read, you read what book? He's like, I read the I Ching book. I read it. Like, you read the whole book in 30 minutes? He's like, I read the book. Wow. He's like, I know how to do these cards. I'm like, you know how to do the cards? Like, <laughs> cards you talking about here? Like, how did this all happen in 30 minutes? And so we went on TikTok and there's a, there's a couple posts now of him doing daily TikTok um, I Ching reads and he explains about the heaven and earth. And he does Reiki and I've never taught him Reiki either. I don't do Reiki. I'm not a healer. Yeah. I'm because I see people as human computer systems, I'm more of a coder or a programmer or IT tech that can run diagnostic scans and stuff. But I, I'm not a healer. People heal when they work with me, but they're really healing because I'm clear, like a plumber pulling out, like flushing a clog out of a toilet is not healing the toilet. It's like removing <laughs> the blocks so the toilet can do its job. Okay. Um, and, and so he like, he's got his own, I just step back cause I don't know how to do that part. Like I, okay, he's going to do the cards, he's going to do the healing, he wants to do Reiki, and he's like, I can do Reiki through Wi-Fi for the people on TikTok. (laughs) Uh, uh, But then, you know, I'm dealing with the human side of him, the the non-spiritual side that's like, go brush your teeth. (laughs) 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 Have you taken a shower in five days? You smell. (laughs) I'm a school kid, so, you know, we, we... it all averages out, I guess. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Great. That's so great. And even just with working with kids, you know, like I am blessed to be able to have that opportunity. And they, they change your perspective because it's just like you're an adult and you're going through, you know, your experience, what your experience was and you're in experience right now using those tools that you had from your past. And then there's kids and they're. They're just like, no, this is how we do it. Oh, wow. Okay, got it. <laughs> He's going to be a very talented young man yeah, because, seriously. I mean, I think it's it's admirable that, you know, he's able or you're teach, not teaching him, but he's going out on his own trying to help others because a lot of people just like are about themselves. Like, let me do me and I'm not forget them. So it's cool that he's able to take that from you. I'm assuming he gets it from you because. Oh, yeah. My, my ex is. I had a, a long text message with my ex because he kept telling my son that what I did was placebo. Like, uh-huh. um, I make more money than you. I'm pretty <laughs> sure we're past placebo. At this point. <laughs> I was always just like in awe with your logo. So I would like you, if you don't mind, kind of diving into the the chaos and then um, ending in the clarity. 
Thank you. The clarity <laughs> of your logo, because I think your logo is so cool. Oh, I love my logo. Yes, it's, it's so like, much power. In yes, it. definitely. The logo is it was it's based on a Buddhist unilome, which is the, it's sort of the journey from chaos to clarity. The first part, the first segment is a spiral. Like you're just going around in circles and we see people and they're on the hamster wheel or they're on the, the, the treadmill and they're not going anywhere, but they're putting a lot of effort. So when we see a lot of drama. Drama is spiral chaos. You cannot have drama and clarity at the same time. Mm -hmm. You have to step out of drama to have clarity. And, you know, I talk about Dr. Stephen Cartman's drama triangle and how there's this sort of do-si-do dance of switching roles between persecutor and victim and rescuer. That's that, that spiral of chaos of you're not getting anywhere and you're blaming everybody else and everyone's a victim. You're the victim and everyone else is the reason why, why your life is not great. Right? <laughs> and Sounds we, familiar. We have those moments when we realize, no, we're the creators. We are the creators. And I want to get to clarity. But the only way to get there is you have to have that awareness. And the awareness is not, that doesn't mean it's going to feel good coming out of, out of chaos. It's, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's, it's that itchy rash that you get. When, oh, you, know, like, you got to come out of it. And because it's disorienting to your mind. If you've been in chaos for so long to come out of chaos, it, it feels very unbalanced. It feels unnatural because you probably, like when I look at a lot of people with trauma, they've been that way for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years. Mm-hmm. So to come out of it is this foreign territory. Yeah. It's scary. But then once we get through the awareness, once we move through the clearing, the purging, we get clarity. And that's not saying that chaos doesn't exist around us, right? Clarity says it doesn't matter that there's chaos outside of my space, out of, outside of my bubble. I, I can control my space and how I react and how I respond to what's happening in my environment. I don't get caught up in that, in the chaos of the TV sensationalism of constantly, like, you need to be in drama and uproar and you know, clarity says, I don't need any of that. That doesn't make me like happy. That. that doesn't bring me joy. That's yeah. not chill. Right? So when we come into clarity, clarity, there's no magic eraser that makes the chaos go away. It, it's having the focus in what we're doing so that the chaos doesn't disrupt us. And then there's a dot at the very end, and that, that's based on belief systems. So whether we're religious or spiritual or atheist, whether we rely on God or the universe and source or we rely on the science and the data and the quantum physics of energy, frequency, and vibration, that dot is the guiding light. That's what drives us, right? So if we're atheists, it's saying, okay, science is showing us that these things, neuroscience is showing us, psychology is showing us, the data is showing us that we have much more power than we've been taught. But then you can also say God, like God or Jesus or Allah or whatever that may be for an individual. And spiritually, it could be, you know, spirit and universe and, um, and whatever that may be, galaxy. That's guiding us and that gives us the purpose of we're sort of, we have cover okay. from the elements. And that lets us walk that path of clarity, knowing that even when it's uncomfortable, as long as we're stepping forward, we're still going to get to our goal. Just to give a little bit more information on what the logo is, it, if you were to look at it, it looks like the number one written out. Oh, it does. And then the, the zero is like a spiral. And then as you're coming out of the spiral, which would be the chaos, it goes into the N, N which is the squiggle of the becoming aware. And then the E is out getting out of that, you know, awareness and then going into in the ease elongated. So that elongated um, line is going to be that clarity. Mm. And then the period at the end. Did you come up with the design yourself? 
I did. That's, I did. You're talented. You're a multi-talented <laughs> person here. And it looks like a key, and it's really a key. So when people get the business card, one, it's a clear card, but it has this sort of opaque backing. You got to peel back the layer on your own. Mm. I'll bring you the card, but you got to peel back the layer on your own. <laughs> and um, and it has power in it because that that logo has so much infused power in it. The journey helps them unlock who they are. Sounds like a a growth, like it's a growth, like oh, you're yeah. growing through so many you know phases and like you said it may it may be uncomfortable to some people but you know growth is uncomfortable you know like nobody like i mean nobody not say nobody likes to grow people like to grow but some people stay stuck at a certain point because they're afraid to grow huge Mm. huge reason yeah Yeah. the discomfort people avoid yeah and that also goes back to the pandemic how many people were freaking out because they were uncomfortable? They weren't in pain. They were right. uncomfortable. Sitting in their house. <laughs> that was uncomfortable. Oh, you got it. You, all you have left is to hear the own voice in your head. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. You got to spend, spend yeah. the time at your house with the people that you've chosen to live with, but you were avoiding going to work. Communication. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Communication is the key to relations. And a lot of people don't like to communicate. You know, I think... That's one thing I pride, you know, Leilani and I relationship our relationship on is communicating. It's not always perfect. We we've been very good at communicating with each other, okay. especially through this pandemic, because through this pandemic, I feel as if all we had was each other to a certain extent. And if we couldn't communicate with each other, that's gonna be the worst quarantine ever, <laughs> you know, being quarantined in a house with someone who you can't even relate to nor communicate with look how many divorces came through that's that's i wonder i don't really like you anymore i would love to see the divorce rate throughout this pandemic to see what that was like and how do you cope with that like to take those vows you know to death do us part not to COVID do us part (laughs) so that that's COVID was the catalyst (laughs) with all the the growth that people take on yeah. Do you ever find, you know, those non-sayers who don't, who you be like, uh, you know, I don't think it's right. They're non-sayers of what you do. Do oh, you yeah. ever come across those people? Oh, yeah, all the time. Hmm. I, what I love, so, <laughs> so about a year, a little over a year ago, I got this voice in my head that's like, you need to go onto Facebook and join these physics groups. Oh. So, so, both those say, oh. are, so those that are not familiar with these physics groups on Facebook, if I were to categorize them, they would be filled with a lot of people that have trauma that are relying on science because it's safer than the emotions of the mm. unknown. But I didn't know that at the time. Mm. This is a lesson learned. So I go in and they were making some comments. And I, of course, from my perspective, would comment back. And then I would be bantering with rigid thinking people. Mm. So I, I did these things. I was like, all right, well, then let me do a blind scan on you. Just for anyone listening out there that may be on social media. If you have a fake name and a fake picture as your profile, oh, that's a pretty good indicator there's trauma, <laughs> right? Like that, that's yeah. very, um, unless you're in the FBI and you're on some sort of like, <laughs> but then your writing skills, the linguistic patterns of how you communicate will contradict that. And that's sort of, I can identify that. But typically there's a linguistic pattern that goes with hiding your picture and hiding your face or your, your name. And so I'd be bantering with these folks and I would do these blind scans and, ooh, you want to see people freak out? Because, <laughs> you know, their initial thing is, oh, you're going to find it on, tell me something that's not on Google. 
Okay, let me tell you about how your shoes were too tight when you were in eighth grade. <laughs> let me tell you about how the energy that's in your your heart is creating your anxiety, and that's from having an overprotective mother that spoke poorly of you and spoke down to you. So I would I would send these pictures because they'd be really arrogant. Like, oh, fine, yeah. I said, do you want me to? Do you want me to message you this privately or would you like me to put it? Oh no, put it on. We let, let's see it. Oh, you want to see quiet co- communication shortly after like, <laughs> yeah, it's that silence. And I'm like, oh, I hit the mark. <laughs> yeah. With naysayers and on TikTok that, you know, they'll pop in. They're like, oh, this is demonic. I'm like, okay, show me where in the Bible it talks about demons. And then they'll name things. I'm like, those are not demons. If you go into the pagan belief system, they were deities. They were gods. Gods, gods are not demons. Oh, right. So what I have found is that these naysayers are really coming from an insecure place mm-hmm. and they sought safety through religion or they sought safety through science because the alternative is having to sit in the discomfort of the unknown. Uh-huh. Well, I think it's interesting because I'm not going to sit here and lie. When she first started finding her balance and I was like, don't be bringing no demon shit home. <laughs> like I did. Remember I said that yeah. to you. I was like, babe, are you sure that's something you want to explore? And she had to educate me. And it took her educating me to be more open to understanding what it was that, you know, she was doing, that you was working with her on, that Rosemary was working with her on. And now I'm like, wow, okay, I, I see. It's not something, it was me being mis, me misunderstanding yeah. the concept of it because of what I see portrayed on, on TV, right. Hollywood, mm-hmm. things like that. But now, like, we had Rosemary over, and I was it a Reiki? Mm-hmm. She did a Reiki mm-hmm. on me, and that was one of the best things I've ever experienced in my life. And I can't wait to come to you because, like, now that I have you here <laughs> and you're telling, you're explaining this to me. It makes me want to explore myself more to to get a balance for, you know, to let go of those demons, not demons as far as like <laughs> demons, but let go of the, the, yeah, the internal. Yeah, the internal was w- within inside of me because we all like you said, we all have trauma from our past. Mm-hmm. I know I have trauma from my past that I need to let go of and I can't seem to shake it by myself. So for someone like you to help me clog that unclog that toilet <laughs> to let it flow through me a little bit more i think it's pretty amazing and i can't wait to you know link up with you personally to to help me get to that point i know it doesn't come overnight but it's, it's super cool it's a We're journey a marathon it's a marathon it's a marathon not a, not a sprint i like that <laughs> so that that's super dope that you know we got you here to kind of learn more about what you do. And it's amazing because not a lot of people are willing to help those folks out to help unclog those toilets. To help so, themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like, please correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure that you you gain experience. You're gaining your own, you know, from helping others. But you're helping others help themselves oh, at, at the end. So Yeah. I heard a cool saying today. I mean, it's kind of off topic, but my mom was like, you know, you you can lead a horse to water, but you can't get them to drink. (laughs) And I was like, huh, that's a dope saying right there. I I heard it before, but I was like, that's so true. And I guess it kind of go the same with what you're doing. You can help someone get there, but you can't force them to take that next step to to heal themselves and to rewire themselves. It's kind of like you said, you know, I'm not healing you. I'm teaching you how to heal yourself. 
And that's amazing that you're able to, you know, help. Do you do that a lot to your, like you help your son do that as well? Like, like, no, I, I'm too close. I'm mom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How is that like with family or, or family that knows yeah. about it? Like is, does it make it weird or like, are they uncomfortable or, or do you want to just kind of like, okay, hang on, let me put that space. No, my pa- my family has, they have no idea what I do. They genuinely um, have no idea what really? I do because in their mind, I'm still that little girl. So that, like, so when I meet a stranger, all they know is me as the doctor of meta- mm-hmm. metaphysics. They don't know me as anything else. Okay. They don't know me as the kid that failed English in fourth grade. <laughs> you, know, you know, they don't know me as the kid that struggled or the, the, the person that came back with a lot of physical and, and invisible injuries from the deployment. They just know me as the doctor of metaphysics. So <laughs> that plays a big role too. So none of my family could describe what you do, but I do. Do you have any mentors that you, um, that helps you out and like helps you develop into being the amazing person you are? Yes. So what we haven't talked about is the other side. I have two tracks. I have the sort of the mental health, physical health side. The other track is once we've gotten 80% of the trauma cleared out of the body, let's go fly in the metaphysical sandbox. Let's Mm -hmm. go play in the fourth and fifth dimensional campuses and go find out what's out there. Just like Nikola Tesla did and Einstein did and, you know, even Edison, Thomas Edison did. A lot of the really big figures in our history use these transcendental meditations and quantum techniques to access information outside of this three-dimensional world. The other side is let's go play in the playground and find our ethereal armor. Let's go find what our spiritual gifts are. Let's go master them, play in the, the, the training facility to show us how to use them. That's the other side. We're in the journey. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Just give me a lot to ponder, <laughs> yeah. to, to, to think about. And once we realize that, this is science, but science, scientists, those that study science haven't caught up with technology to match the spiritual side of our existence. Once that happens, and maybe that takes a thousand years, maybe it takes a hundred years, but once that happens, now it's really hard to deny and call it woo-woo and call it, to brush it off and dismiss it because the data's there. And we're starting to see that. We're starting to see a lot of research go into, especially with the VA, the Veterans Affairs uh, Department of Defense, they're starting to study a lot more. They started it in decades ago, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. But we're really starting to see it be applied with veterans that are enrolled in the VA. The power of acupuncture, the power of Reiki, mm. the power of these uh, non-traditional modalities to heal people. Science is there. It's just our understanding of it. Just like an electron yeah. rotates around and it kind of disappears and appears. We don't know where the electron goes. Well, it's because we're looking at it with three-dimensional eyes, not four-dimensional eyes. It mm. didn't go anywhere. We just can't <laughs> see in 4D. We see yeah. in 3D. Mm. Oh. Wow. That just like, yeah. Exploded your <laughs> head. There's a lot of things in our universe that operate in four dimensions. In the fourth, in 4D, we act like we we don't know what happens. Well, no, because we don't have the technology yet developed to be able to measure it in that capacity to see a, a hypercube breathe. Hmm. <laughs> We're over yeah. speechless. <laughs> like, We're yeah. just there. <laughs> For those of who wants to follow you more and get to know more about what you do and possibly reach out to you, where can I find you at? Uh, the best thing is just to go to the website, and it's one in Prima, and it's spelled out the the number one O N E E M E R ima.com and my social media links are up there. I have tons of videos on YouTube, tons of short videos on TikTok, and I do lives frequently. So if people are just curious and they want to just pop in as an observer, 
I do lives on TikTok very often. Nice. Do you have any final thoughts, questions, or anything you want to? I did have one question that I, I, I had written down that I wanted to make sure I asked. Um, <laughs> she wrote it down. It was an important I, question. You know, it's okay, right? <laughs> What's something that you would want your future self to know that your past self didn't know? To everything. <laughs> the theory of everything. My right. past self and my future self are not the same woman. Most definitely. Not the same. Yeah. Most definitely. It's so, only right that it's not the same, though, yeah. is growth, right? Yeah. And curiosity. That's what I find the difference between people in chaos and the people in awareness is curiosity. Your degree of curiosity has a direct correlation. Curiosity and gratitude are superpower tools. Superpower. Because if you come into something with curiosity, it's a, hard, a lot harder to be afraid of it. Hmm. I think that's, that's very accurate. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm a curious person. I mean, they can say curiosity killed the cat. And, <laughs> and I'm on that ship right there. I swim so deep in the metaphysical world. There's no spiritual gift out there that someone has that I can't at least figure out how it works. So like you, you meet some engineers, they can take apart small engines and they rebuild it or mechanics. I am that way with metaphysics, and I have never met a ghost, a spirit, a demon that was really against us. You know, people, I have this ghost that's attaching me, and it's trying, and it's trying to like kill me. And, and no, let's go in and have that conversation. Oh, you're doing this to yourself. Oh, <laughs> they're trying to help you, and you're misinterpreting it, and you're afraid of it, and you're creating more fear in your own body. Oh, self sabotage. <laughs> so it's it's like it's self attacking. It's <laughs> like self abuse, really. Huh. I have I nothing in the metaphysical world has scared me so far, but I'll tell you, there's a lot of humans with mental health challenges oh, yes. that are not facing their own demons. And the demons that I speak of are the demons that come with psychological imbalances that are that go unaddressed for so long. That's creating it's creating and manifesting things internally in the operating system. It's not external. It's not a demon or a ghost that's following someone. Mm. It's what has been created internally in the operating system because of our thoughts. Not because of some external factor. And I've yet, in, in all of my work that I've done in this deep, fourth, fifth, sixth, a little bit of sixth dimension, nothing has scared me more than someone not willing to face their own fears. Hmm. I will put myself under that category, you know, like there are certain things that I haven't completely faced in my life and I would love to, but I think I find it hard to because I don't know how to face those things. Yeah. That's a powerful statement. Right? Yeah, I don't know how to face those things because I felt as if I got over them in my own way. But if it's weeks, months, years later, they always come back and you can't just, you're like, damn, I thought I was over this, but you're not, you know, and that's <laughs> something that I need to work on, you know, and my wife tells me all the time, you know, like, hey, I'm here for you, you know, but even with her, I always, my biggest thing is, oh, no, I'm good. I promise I'm, I'm straight, you know, I'm good, but at that moment, I'm good, but I don't know how to face those things. So I find myself just kind of like burying it under and then that boogeyman pops back out again. <laughs> and it's like, oh, shit, where you come from? I thought I was over this. So that's strange. <laughs> it's strange. Healing isn't a straight line. And we have this belief system that if we take this one path, we clear it like a magic eraser and we're done. It's more like a Tootsie Roll or an onion, right? Like it's layer by layer by layer to get to the center. Hmm. it's not a, a straight line. You can't do something once, clear it out of the way. It's, it's, we have to spiral around and we come back each time with a little more wisdom and it reduces it. And we come around a little more wisdom and it, 
dilutes it and we come around a little bit more and it dissipates it and we keep going and we keep going and then suddenly there's nothing left. So it's not a straight line. I would say, okay, so I'm not like doing too, scenario. I'm not doing too bad there because <laughs> I keep all coming back to the yeah, same yeah. thing, but I'm learning from the past of how to go about handling it better and better. But the goal is just to learn how to, com- I guess not completely shake it, but just hopefully one time you come back and you're done with it. Yeah, come out Hof- of, the, What you learn is that you come out of chaos faster, right? Chaos, yeah. awareness, clarity. The more you do it, the longer you stay in clarity. So when you do hit chaos, it's like, okay, it's a couple days, then a couple hours, then a couple seconds, right? And, and the more we do it, the less time we spend in chaos. But we're still not going to delete chaos. Like <laughs> It's always going to be there. A, it's always going to be there. It's how long how do you, we want to stay in it? And how you handle it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I like that. Before we get to our last question, because we like ending the podcast with one last question. Okay. Yes. Is there anything that you would like to share before we, we close out? One of the things that is top of mind right now in this, the beginning of this year is the spiritual awakening piece of people not knowing who to go to when they're experiencing a spiritual awakening, who can help them understand what's happening and mentor and coach them. That's becoming a bigger, I'm taking on a bigger role in that Okay. and helping people understand who they are, who they always have been and what they're really truly capable of at the core in really positive ways. So that's for anyone that's out there experiencing what what they would call a spiritual awakening or an awareness or having paranormal uh, capabilities come in and they're trying to figure out what this all means. That's the fun playground for me. Okay. Let's go explore. Let's find out what you got. <laughs> let's find out how it works. Let's Let's find a way to make it really impact the world in some way. That's exciting. Yeah. I haven't seen you and because I, I actually was looking at my, you recorded me. And at first I was like scared to watch it. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, I just don't want to see it. And so I was actually talking about it with Rosemary. And I said, I have it, but it's almost at the one year mark. And so it I think is. I'm going to wait for the one year mark and watch it on the one year mark. And then do my next session with you. All right. So, so that I'm saying it. <laughs> so that's what that's that year mark coming up. Cause yes. I would love to like, when you, I don't know how it works as far as scheduling goes, but I would love to come and, you know, try to heal myself a little bit more. Are you help me to heal myself a little bit more? Give me the tools necessary to help me heal myself. We can do private one-on-ones or mm-hmm. I can do couples too and show oh. couples how to read oh. each other's energy I would and how love to assess that. and as spiritual partners pick up on the cues faster, right? It's, it's easier to see it from the outside as the observer than it is from ground zero. Like Leilani, for you to say, hey, I see something a little off. What's going on? Like mm-hmm. your energy in your shoulders. Is I like, say hey. that all the time. Like <laughs> right? we say it to yeah. each other all the we time. Do. I'm like, hey, no offense, but you can be talking to her one minute. Yeah. And then it's like, like a few seconds later, her tones change. Like a dissociation. Yeah. And it's like, hey, did I say something that bothered you? You know, is there something? But even though you, you recognize it, but you don't know what the trigger word or what you what triggered it to be that way. That'd be amazing to be do a couple. So, you know, because I think we pick up on each other's energy, but we just don't know which energy we picked up on. <laughs> now let's crank it up to a fourth and fifth dimension is what can the two of you do as partners, not intertwining and entangling, but as two parallel, like uh, two people at a parallel growth, mm. growing with each other and helping each other up that ladder mm. together in understanding how energy works 
energy frequency vibration, right? Nikola Tesla said, if you understand the secrets of the yeah. universe, think in terms of energy frequency and vibration, and that's going to change the way operate with each other. Hmm. I think that'd be amazing. That's something I definitely will look forward to because we've always talked about, I know you're not a counselor, so I'm not going to put you in that category, but we've always talked about, you know, doing something to help each other out. And I think that's an amazing step we can take Mm -hmm. is seeing you as a couple most definitely, and even me as an individual, because I know you can't, I can't grow with her if I haven't healed from the past. So I think it would take that healing from the past and then bringing that to the table and then working together as a couple to bring each other up as well. So Super I like that. Super powerful. Yeah. Super powerful. Because yeah. actually yesterday, this is yeah. way off topic, <laughs> we always go to like out to eat at restaurants. Or like grocery stores. Like grocery super stores. random things we'll do. And we always be the first ones there and we always say to each other what we beat the rush we beat the rush <laughs> because we'll be leaving or we'll look back and there's just like a bunch of people behind us and we're always saying like you know we started a trend or we're, we you know we did something but we we i went to pick some dinner up last night by myself and i got there and i was at the very end of a really long line that usually i'm like what is this i've never stood in a line before like (laughs) (laughs) and i text her when she told me she was like hey i just got here i'm in this long line and i was like it's because i'm not there with you together we have power (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) yes it 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 amplifies yeah Mm So mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. And I thought the opportunity that we're going to have with you is even cooler. Always in the podcast on one question. If you can send one message to the world, what would that message be? We are way, way stronger than we've ever been taught. And if we stepped deeper into our purpose, we would be helping each other exponentially. Mm. Mm, I like that. Well, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast episode. My name's Davion. I'm Leilani. And I'm Annie. More Thoughts Unfiltered is a podcast with real conversations and real people. Brought to you by the Moors with your hosts, Davion and Leilani. Follow them on Instagram at More Thoughts Unfiltered.